praise the Lord. And I, I want him to just talk a little bit about his ministry that he does. Um, he has bo- uh, worship beyond, without borders. And I think we could get one of these mics going for him. There you go. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. Don't take too long. I'll pull the coat. Yeah. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know we're going to go a little bit out of order, but, you know, sometimes I have a tendency to do that. You guys forgive me. Uh, one, one thing I want to do is I just feel um, we want to pray for um, the people going to the DR. We want to have um, Nick and Trevor and, and Terry come up because we're, we're honored that people from this church is going to go to the DR to represent Jesus Christ. Come on. I'd like my wife to come up and, um, you know, if it, some of the elders would like to come up too and we want to pray for them. Um, we're very grateful, first of all, for Trevor, man. He's a missionary. And then Nick, this young man, is going for it. And I, w- I, was, I just recently found out that Terry was going and he looked like a missionary from the get-go, so I didn't know, you know, so... But um, we're just so thankful that they're representing us, they're representing Jesus Christ, and we want to pray protection upon them and that they'll be blessed. And you know what, dear? I would love for you to do that prayer because my baby's an awesome prayer warrior. You know that? So. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Lord, we pray as they go, Lord God, that you mm-hmm. protect them. Mm-hmm. We thank you, Lord, that you won't give them the harm and hurt worried mm-hmm. about at all. Mm-hmm. They're going to lay hands on people and they're going to be healed, Lord God. They're going to speak words of truth to people mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. going to come to know Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that this church mm-hmm. will be God's yes. transforming mm-hmm. individual on this campus. Mm-hmm. Lord, as they 
Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I wanted to um, actually do another prayer, too, for, you know, it just seems like today, you know, even this sister over here was trying to anoint us and for prayer, and I think that, um, you know, there's a, we need to do things decently and in order. We always welcome prayer, but it was on my heart already to pray for people, and what we're going to do is um, just, if you have an ailment or you need prayer today, would you raise your hand today? Just raise your hand if you need prayer, because I know... Brother George came in here with a bad knee and things been happening. And so just keep your hands up. And the people around you, I want you to not lay hands on them, not to be pushing people, shaking people. But just put, maybe if, you're, if you know them, you could softly put your hand on their shoulder. And we just want to pray for the needs. Because, you know, sometimes we come to church and we're so ready to do our church thing that we're so busy going to the schedule, and I want to be schedulely minded, especially for the kids, because they get restless when they're in there a long time. They want to, they want, they, they're tired of seeing Father Abraham had many sons. They run out of the sons, you know, and the daughters. So, so we want to make sure that we could do that. So if you have your hands up and you see them with their hands up, point towards them or put your hand on them. We're just going to say a quick prayer, okay? Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we could come in the house which you said my house should be called a house of prayer among all nations, Father. We just pray for every need, whether it's physical, financial, emotional, Lord. Sometimes we come to the house and our, our heart is broken, our heart needs healing. I pray that you'll touch these bodies, you'll touch these lives. And I thank you for everybody that came. Even though they had troubles and they had problems, they were willing to come to the house of the Lord. So just bless them today and use them in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. 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 I'm really thankful for um, first-time visitors. You first-time visitors, raise your hand one more time. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's give them a hand. Look at all these first-time visitors now. Come on. We're honored that you're here. We're so grateful that you're here. And I pray that it won't be the last time you'll come and just hang out with us and get to know us because we love people. We love people, we want to be kind and nice and smile and have fun and all those good things that come with it. I also have a, um, uh, a special treat. Um, he's got a touch card. He should have a photo of the touch card he might be able to put up there for me. We got touch cards, and he's going to put them up there, but I got touch cards for all of us. Look at that touch card. Please be our guest. And every one of us should grab one or two. They'll be in the back. And what I want you to do is take those touch cards. And when you're there at Safeway or you're in the car wash or you're at school or wherever you're at, just carry one in your pocket and just say, I'd like to, for you to be a guest and come to our church. We want to welcome you and bless you. Is that cool or what? Come on now. <laughs> grab at least two. Don't grab a bunch of them because I don't want to see a bunch of Bible markers. They're not Bible markers. They work good, but that is what they're there for. They're there so we can give them to people. So, you know, some people are shy about witnessing and telling people about Jesus. This is a very simple way. Just say, please be our guest. That's all you got to do. 
Remember I said last week, sometimes you might have to give it a run, but hey, whatever. You know, just get her done. Get her done. Amen. So uh, thank you for that, and we're just grateful to get that. We'll be getting more of them. We'll get some made for just the youth and different wild ones, but that's a really nice one, and it's beautiful. So, And it has the banner that we have outside. I don't know if you, we, you noticed that we just got a new banner in the beginning of the month. How many noticed that, the new banner? And I, I love that banner because it's multicultural. It's got every nationality on there. Come on. Hey. And it's not, it's not because we're multi, all that multicultural yet, but what it is is that we are setting an atmosphere that when people go by our church, and you know there's thousands of people my wife and I, one day, we came out here at 6 in the morning and watched the school kids, hundreds of school kids. They go by this corner, and they see this poster, and they see that, hey, the people all of all colors, of all nationalities, are welcome in this place. Is that right? Come on now. Because we're about building the kingdom. We're not about building just uh, Salem first. We're about bringing people to Christ, the Hey, the, the free Methodist um, mission is this. Love God. How many love God? Hey, all right. We've got some God lovers in here. How many people love people? Come on. That's good. That's good. And then to top it off, it says to make disciples. And we, well, that's what we're about, making disciples. Amen. Not so we could just have things that we could count, but we're, making, we're helping people get to the development the vision, and the purpose and the destiny that God has called them for. Hallelujah. Do you know that we had four people recently given their hearts to the Lord? Come on now. Four people gave their hearts to the Lord. And some may be like, man, I've seen them before. It doesn't matter. You know, you could be in the church and be in total ruins. Just because you go to church doesn't mean you're saved. You know that, don't you? I mean, if you hang out at the church, it doesn't make you a Christian. It's like hanging out at McDonald's. You don't become a Big Mac. Do you? No. It's something that comes from the heart. And we've seen four people give their lives to the Lord, and we had our first Fresh Start New Believers class on Tuesday night and Wednesday, and they came, and they're now memorizing scriptures, reading the book of John, praying and gathering together with the other saints. Come on now. That's what it's all about. It's all about that. You know, sometimes what it is, is we, what, what happens is we grow in Christ. Sometimes we always want to get fed. Like I heard people tell me before, I'm not being fed in that church. Not talking about this. This is a church I went to before. But you know what? The reason why some people are not being fed is because they're not really at the heart where they really want to receive what God wants to tell them so they can activate it and do what God says. That's a lack of feeding there. See, the Bible says there will be a famine in the last days. Not of food, not of drink, but a famine of the Word of God. That's because some people just don't want to hear the Word of God, don't want to know the Word of God. They'd rather just be, uh, get to a place where they just get knowledge and get, get blessed. It, this is not a bless me club right here. Come on. I, how many like blessings? I like blessings. Man, I get my shout on. Whoa, I got my blessing. I love blessings. But I'm not here to get blessed. I'm here to be an obedient servant of God and to receive from God and to help others be blessed. 
Hallelujah. That's what God wants us to do. Sister um, Arda, she, 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 she heard about, she came and heard one day that we have prayer meetings. She's here almost most of the time praying. And the first thing she told me, she said, do you mind if I lay on the floor while I pray? And I'm like, man, I don't care as long as you agree with us in prayer. You lay, do whatever you want. But we're agreeing and touching and agreeing, believing God for, Christ, for souls to be saved. Hallelujah. God wants to bless us, but he not only wants to bless us, but he wants us to grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that cool? He wants us to grow. You know what? It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you've been in Christ. There's always room for growth. That's why it was such a blessing to have Brother Tim here helping this. And we got a team. There's some seasoned people. They're doing things. But there's places where we could focus on Jesus Christ and grow. Come on. How many want to grow? Do you know if you're fruitful, you glorify God? Sometimes being fruitful is a pain, though, isn't it? You know, I, have, I had rose bushes at my last house, and, and I would cut them, and I felt sorry for them because they looked so beautiful, but then I'd cut them at the end of the year, and I wouldn't go down too low because I didn't want to hurt them too bad. But every time I cut them, it seemed like more branches stemmed out and more flowers came, and it just got more fragrance and more beauty and more fruit from it. I was like, what? Is that what God does to us? He says, here's my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Actually, he said, he that bears fruit, he prunes that he might well bring more fruit, much more. So what I did is I cut them down as low as I could. I said, man, they can't withstand this cutting. That's just too much cutting. You know, sometimes it hurts when God's dealing with us, don't it? Has anybody been, been dealt with recently in the few months since I came? I mean, you know, I know that things are shaking, smoke's flying, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we love Pastor Doug, but guess what? I ain't Doug. In case you haven't noticed. We, we're, we're born the same year, though. We both have gray hair. We both love Jesus. But his ministry is his ministry, and my ministry is my ministry. But it's, and we're, we're both very important for the body of Christ. God gave gifts for the body so that they would grow and do the work of the ministry. Not so we could just be blessed. You know, the Dead Sea is the Dead Sea because it has no outlets. You know, the Dead Sea is full of minerals and nutrients where people go there every year and they, they do these mud baths. They put mud all over them and they get these minerals and it's supposed to be helping their arthritis and everything else. So I was like, man, bring me a jar because my back be hurting sometimes. But they go there all the time. But what happens to the Dead Sea because it has no outlet, actually the Dead Sea is dying even more because every year it loses a, a yard. It's, it's shrinking because it's not giving out. There's no outlets. See, if we want to grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ourselves have to be givers. Like even uh, Brother Gene was talking about, we're not just giving so we can just give to the church. We're giving because that's where God has put the DNA in us. When you turn off giving, you turned off part of your DNA. Seriously. 
When I got saved, I was thinking, man, hey, what's up? But you know what? It's no longer me that live. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, yet nevertheless I live. But the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave his life for me. It's a crucified life. I said, Brother Andrew, that's sacrifice. I know. I don't like sacrifice. But what did Jesus do for us? A lot of people think those Romans were tough and they could be able to pin Jesus to the cross. But Jesus said, no man takes my life. I lay it down. He said it three times. No man takes my life. But I lay it down. Why? Because he knew that, like Sister Rachel said, she's always giving me good object lessons. But praise the Lord for her. She gave an object lesson about sin. See, we cannot get to God with, because of our sin problem. But because Jesus laid down the perfect sacrifice, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He laid down the perfect sacrifice. We can now have access to God and be connected to Him. Woo! Man, I love that part. I'm hanging out with Jesus, bro. You might not see it, man. You might see him in my car. I might be bumping my Christian hip-hop. Sorry, guys. I know every once in a while I do Christian hip-hop, and it's not a sin because they got good lyrics. They just have a pretty heavy beat. I'm not, I'm still a Christian. I still love Jesus. But sometimes I get my lean on, I'll be like. But you don't know that not only am I there leading, but Jesus is on the side with me going, that's my boy. That's my homie. How do he, why does he say that? Because he knows that I am surrendered, committed 100% to him. I'm no longer of the world. Though I'm in the world, I'm not of the world. I'm no longer of the world. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. That's awesome, man. Jesus is just hanging out with us. You know, and he set an atmosphere in his life when what people drew to him. We talked about it last week with the, with the, 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 the lost sheep, you know, he was hanging out with sinners. And one, one, one translation said he was hanging out with notorious sinners. Dang. You know, I, I go to McLaren's and I minister at McLaren's. And one of the staff members said, for some reason, the violent crime people love you, Andrew. I'm like, what? I go, man, I hope they don't beat me up. I don't know why they love me. But evidently there's an atmosphere somewhere along my life. There's something where they know I'm not going to judge them for their crime. I'm not going to judge them for the way they look. I'm not going to judge them because of their color. But I'm going to love on them and point them to Christ. Come on, man. That's what God wants in us. Jesus was the epitome of truth. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was made flesh, and the Word dwelt among us, so didn't he? And he, the, 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 I like the Message Bible, the Message Bible, it says, and he hanged out with us in the hood. Jesus hanging out. He hangs out with prostitutes. He hangs out with drunkards. He hangs out with demon-possessed people. He hanged out with anybody that wanted to have a relationship with him. He made himself available. Come on. And they used that as an evil point against them. They're like, he hangs out with 
pensioners. Ooh. If he's really a a God-fearing man, he would know when this lady's washing his feet, weeping in tears, washing her feet with tears and her hair, using it as a towel, he would know that this lady has committed many sins. Guess what he knew? He knew. But he knew that being next to him, be able to be available to him, set in an atmosphere where somebody could come in and touch him and really pour out their heart to him that they could be changed. Come on now. Woo! You know, I talked about the woman at the well. When he went to the woman at the well, she, she's, she's got five husbands and hanging out with another dude. She got problems. She got issues. She needs to see Dr. Phil. Yeah, I do too, but I'm just saying. She had a lot of issues. But Jesus looked beyond the issues. He looked beyond her past and even her present. And he said, look, lady, I got you're a thirsting. And look, let me tell you something. The world out there is thirsting. They are dying of thirst right now. It is a desert out there. And they're looking for water and life. And they're saying, where is it? And Jesus said, I can give you water. Except that this water is different from other water. When you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. Woo! How many taste that water before? I know that I've never thirsted after anything again. Doesn't mean I've not been tempted or I haven't had struggles. Of course I have. But I tell you one thing. What you drink of the water of Jesus Christ, you will never want anything else. Nothing will satisfy you. Nothing will satisfy you. Only Jesus. Hallelujah. But you know what was the sad commentary? When the disciples came back and seen him talking to a Samaritan, they went to get him food because he was hungry, he was weary. He was just like us. He was tempted in all points like we are, yet without sin. He's a man of compassion. He is a God that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. In other words, he knows our shortcomings. He knows our weakness. He can feel that. But when you go to his throne of grace, you said you could obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. Because he feels what we've been feeling. Hallelujah. That's the kind of God he was. But he said an atmosphere. No judging. No condensating. No putting people down. But loving them. Did he not tell the truth? Of course he told the truth. He was the truth. How more truth can you get? Jesus said, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man goes to the Father but by me. It's not by religion. It's not by how hard we pray. It's not how good we are or how many penance we did or even if you gave good today, that ain't going to get it. What's going to get it is by acknowledging what Christ, the Lamb of God, did on the cross, asking for forgiveness and coming into your heart. It sounds pretty simple, don't it? But it's the most easiest, hardest thing in the world to do. But when the disciples came and saw him eating, or not eating, but hanging out with this Samaritan, they were like, you know, I bet they're like, Peter's going like, Peter, hey, John, 
Jesus, hey, I was this lady. We, we all, even we know she ain't good. And, and, and he's talking to her, and not only is she a lady of ill report, but she's a Samaritan of a different nationality, which is a half Jew and part Jew and part um, different country. And what happens is when the Jews went to, had to go by Samaria, they'd cross the Jordan and go around the other way so they didn't have to associate with the Samaritans. I love in, in verse 2 of uh, John chapter 4 in the King James it said, Jesus must need go through Samaria. Something compelled him. He says, I got a divine appointment. I'm going to be hanging out with this lady. Yeah, I know she got issues, but guess what? I could solve issues in a New York second. Bam! It's done. And the disciples came and they said, are you hungry? And he said, you know what he said? I'm not hungry no more. You know that you could do the will of God? Actually be in the center of the will of God and lose your appetite? Now, hey, one thing about church people, man, you get food on, man, we get a gathering, don't we? Get some chicken going, bro. Get some cornbread, greens, or you know, mashed potatoes, ribs. There'll be a gathering going because we love to eat. Jesus loved to eat too, but he was ministering to a lady that was lost without hope. He gave her living water, and his appetite changed. It ceased. And his disciples said, did somebody feed him? And he said, no, nobody fed me. But this is, he says, you don't even know what kind of appetite I have, which is the commentary on the apostles. You don't even know the things that I'm talking about. Been hanging around with Jesus, and they forgot that it's not just the miracles, it's not just the preaching, but it's about reaching and touching real people. He said, my meat, my food, is to do the will of the Father. Come on. And to finish his work. And then he said this to them. Say not four months, then come the harvest. You know, that's how we, you know, we, we're, we're trained to do that. You know that, like, once we get trained, in four months, I'll go and tell somebody about it. In four months, I promise, Pastor Andrew, I will give you this card. In four months? He said, don't say four months. He said this. He said, lift up the eyes, look upon the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. The devil is a liar to say that people don't want to hear about Christ. It might be just the way we talk about Christ or the way we live Christ. That might be a reason why they don't want to hear. But deep down inside their heart, they want to know about the living water. They want to know about eternal life. They want to know if they have a purpose and a destiny in our lives. Jesus said the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Come on now. Pray. The Lord of the harvest. I told you last week, that's a set-up prayer if I ever heard one. Pray for the Lord of the harvest. Oh, God, send labors to your harvest. I know they need you. I need you. They need you. And God says, I will, I will. How about you? I will, I will. How about you? But some people, some of us aren't even lifting up our eyes. We're not even looking upon the fields. We're like, I'm too busy to be doing all that. I punch my time clock in. I'm retired. I ain't got time to be doing all that stuff. God said, lift up your eyes. Look upon the fields, for they are white, ready to harvest. You know, I, when I was a kid, one of my first jobs was, was uh, strawberry picking. 
Anybody ever done that before? I could never make a profit. Because I was eating them all the time, man. I love those strawberries. Fresh, man. And how you knew the strawberry was so ripe is when you would touch it and it fall in your hand. You know it's ripe then. It's like, this one ain't going there. It's going here. I believe God's got people out there. Got sons and daughters and cousins and uncles and family and friends and people of different cultures and different nations that all you got to do is touch them with the hand of God for one minute. And they'll drop into your lap and they will say, I need Jesus. I want God. Are we ready to do that? Come on. You say, Brother Andrew, you're putting a heavy trip on me. This ain't no heavy trip. This is God's kingdom work. When we do that, that's where the joy comes from. That's where the happiness and the zeal comes from. Why should God feed a dead seed that isn't going to have no outlet? But as God, we have an outlet. We bring new life and we can shoot life out. God, we will be like the scripture said. Jesus said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on. I don't know about you. I don't never get tired of a river in me. Give me a little drop. I may be like, ah, next week, Lord. He gets rivers. It's available for all of us. He didn't say the preacher that believes on me. He didn't say the, the person who has degrees believe on me. He said whosoever believes on me, any of us believe on him as the scripture. This thing right here, the scripture out of his belly, his innermost being, shall flow rivers of living water. That's what people are looking for. That's what we want to be, don't we? You know, I know we're not there yet, but guess what? As we pray, as we seek God, as we call on his name, because look, Jesus is coming back. He's looking for a glorious church. You know what? His church is not, is not on um, survival mode. His church is a flourishing church. His church is growing. It's vital. It's a vital organ. As Trevor will go to the DR, he'll get around church people, and they're thriving, and they're alive, and they're well. They might not have a bunch of money. They might not even have shoes on their feet, but they're alive and well. Because God in them working, doing the will of God. Woo! That's a blessing. And we get to be a part? Salem first? Come on. And all you visitors, come on board. We're gonna, let's all go do it. It'll take work. It'll take discipline. It'll take love. It'll take sacrifice. But you know what? Jesus is coming back. I don't want to just cross the finish line, barely get over it. And I don't want him to say, oh, you did, what did you do with your gifts? Because one thing God showed me about this church, it's, it's a, it's, there's a big treasure chest in this church of people. The treasure's in the box. God wants to open the box and let you come out and flourish in your gifts and your talents and your ministries. Because all of us are important in the kingdom of God. There's no just one man show. It ain't about Andrew. It ain't about Cheryl. It ain't about us. It's about all of us working together, fitly jointed, working together for the kingdom of God. We need each other. And as we work in unity and we trust God and we let God take our gifts, because, you know, sometimes our gifts just, it seems like they don't never work, but guess what? Hulk, can you do me a favor? Can you do God a favor? And just pull your gift out one more time and say, God, will you use me? Help me, Lord. 
I know there's souls out there. I know there's people out there. I want to be used by you. Use my gift. It might not be a gift of preaching. It might be a gift of giving, a gift of administration, a gift of teaching. Whatever the gift is, take the gift, Lord. I present it back to you, Lord. I want to be used by you, Jesus. That's all you got to do. And guess what? There's no way. Come on. Everybody say no way. There's no way God's going to say if you do that. Nah, I don't think so. Not today. I can't see God doing that. I cannot see God doing that. God's going to say, yes, I will use your gift. I'll breathe on your gift. I will anoint your gift. I will give you talents and abilities. I will sharpen your gift. I'll give you skills in your gift because you're going to use it for my kingdom and my glory. That's what I see God doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're setting the atmosphere. It's, I know it's a shifting and it's a changing, and some people are like, man, man. We wanted a pastor. We want Brother Andrew to come in, but we had no idea. He's going to be doing all this. We're like, we were praying for somebody to come here and just preach the word to us. We didn't know that he's going to really preach the word. Somebody told me on the first service, it was like, I don't, I don't think he could do that again. This is the fifth service. Guess what? I feel even more fired up for Jesus. Come on now. Because it's not me. It's God working in me, both to do the will and his good pleasure. And he wants to bring us together in unity so that we could serve one another, love one another, fulfilling the law of the Lord, love one another and loving our neighbor as ourselves and loving God with all our heart. That's all he's asking for. It's simple route. It's a simple mission. Fall in love with God. Stay in love with God, with his people and with the people around you. Simple, but God wants us to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, just shake your head. It's all right. It's all right. Just let it settle a little bit. He'll calm down. Maybe next week. God loves it. I believe that Salem first, you have built this church in this community, at this strategic area, not to survive, but to grow in the kingdom of God in a strategic manner. You know Salem's the second fastest growing city in, in, in Oregon? Did you know that? Come on, because Portland, you can't afford it no more. It's crazy. You get a room for 900 bucks. It's like, woo! Back in the day, I could buy a house for that much. But God is doing something. He's drawing people. He's going to draw worship, he's going to draw workers, and he wants us to step up to the plate and welcome him in, and let's work side by side. It's all us working together, doing the will of God. Amen? Hallelujah. And part of that atmosphere, I know that sometimes, you know, being a saint for so many years, you know, you get to hear an altar call about somebody giving their life to the Lord. It's like, man, why they got to always do that? Look, here's why. Because Jesus left the 99 to go up to that one. I want this place to be, God wants this place to be, in a place where it's an atmosphere where you know if you bring your cousin, that guy that's been bugging you for so many years, 
and you really want him to have Christ in his life, we are going to give an opportunity. It doesn't mean he's going to come every time, but we're going to give an opportunity for him to change his life. So don't get, don't, don't, don't get irritated over altar calls. If you say, praise God, you don't have to come up unless you want to pray for somebody. But don't, be, don't think I'm pointing something at you because, look, we are making an atmosphere, a climate, an environment where people can come and lay their burdens down and be free. And be free. Who the Lord sets free is free indeed. I love that. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I love that. That's what God's calling us to do. So at this time, with everybody bowing, maybe uh, Tim, you can come and do some of that beautiful music that you're doing. I don't know, if did you put it away or it's gone? Did you box it, put it in the car? No, that's it. No. We're going to take a little time just to give an opportunity. If there's somebody in here today, and there could be more than one, it could be five, it could be ten, that want to just recommit their life. Or even ne they've never done it, given their life to Jesus Christ. We're going to give an opportunity. You bow your heads. And I'm just going to say this, that Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. He said, if any man will open that door, hear his voice and open the door, he will come into him, he'll sup with him, he'll hang out with him, he'll be a part of him. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, or just recommit your life today, I want, I want you to give you an opportunity to do this. And the first thing you need to do is just take the courage and say, and raise your hand and say, Pastor Andrew, I do want to give my life to the Lord today. If you raise your hand saying, I want to give my life to the Lord today, I see that hand. I see that hand. Come on. I see that hand right there. I see that hand right there. Come on. You might say, yeah, I want to give my life to the Lord. You, people might be like, man, I've been going to this church. It doesn't matter. It's between you and God. God wants to do a great work in your life. He's going to give you an opportunity for a fresh start, a brand new start. And all you have to do is going to have to come forth. Jesus called every disciple publicly. So it's going to take a public commitment. And I see those hands, and you can put the hands down. But what I want you to do is take the second step of courage and just come up to the altar today. And say, Pastor Andrew, I want to receive Christ today. Come on. I want to receive Christ today. You're right here, right here, down here. We'll come down here. I'll turn this mic off. We'll talk a little bit. But thank you so much for the courage. Look at these people. Give the, give the Lord a hand clap. These people are trying to receive Christ today. Amen. Amen. Stan and uh, Sister Cheryl.
Praise the Lord. Is God good? Come on now. Heaven. Heaven is rejoicing right now. God bless you. Let's stand. We'll close in prayer. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the precious souls willing to give, commit their lives today, Lord. We thank you for your word. Help us to be workers, to love you, to serve you. We thank you for this day, and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Blessings upon all of you, and uh, get your car washed. All right. Amen. Release.